0: So Wellspring is, is great to be able to, during this Network Week, uh, to welcome you uh, into the office uh, virtually of Simon Jarvis. He serves on our national leadership team. Hey, Simon, thank you for joining us.
1: Nice to see you, Tim, as yeah. always. <laughs>
0: it's good to see you and good to talk to you. And uh, as, as we all know, you probably got this idea already, uh, for this Go Week, as we look at our networks, we're asking ourselves a question about how God joins us. Uh, locally nationally with people and organizations mm. uh, and one of those really valued partnerships is is obviously with the of God with our uh, the denomination we've been part of here in Watford yeah uh, for, I think since 1951 52 something like that
1: oh, yeah uh,
0: so Sam before we go any further it might be good for you to introduce yourself a bit um, not just as a member of the National Leadership Team but um, you are obviously a personal friend, one of our apostolic advisors here at Wellspring. But tell us a little bit about yourself, so people can get to know you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, one, I, I, you're absolutely right. I am a personal friend of Tim and Helen. Like they are some of my favourite people in the world, and the. Um, so it's a very easy relationship. Let's. It starts with friendship and relationship first, uh, but. Uh, um, Let's talk about me for a bit. I'm married to Ali Jarvis, uh, over 30 years now, and we have two adult children who are uh, one's just completed uh, his uh, university uh, um, apprenticeship in engineering, and the other is halfway through her uh, university course. So that's Jack, the apprentice engineer, soon to be no longer, and Abigail or Abby as we call her who is doing a degree in drama and psychology only she could actually with that combination and uh, probably sums her up completely and uh the, we are we we live in Gloucester um, and I oversee a small network of churches called One Church and we have the uh we have the privilege of serving Jesus in in that capacity so actually my first love is local church definitely uh, my second love is raising leaders to plant churches and my third love is uh, uh from a 70s of god point of view is the the privilege of training leaders across the nation um I, and I, I support west ham united uh, and, do you uh, have to mention the football come on yeah that's right you're doing a little bit better than Watford I I, I know <laughs> I might be taking my life in my hands by saying it on this podcast but uh I, I've become a fan of Gloucester Rugby Club um I, I do love sport I, the older I get it's more armchair than than anything else but uh, I do enjoy and I, I for a past time I enjoy swimming I swim and curry, swirin and curry, not at the same time, but uh, <laughs> the, more really serving, the more curry I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, yeah, definitely. You don't want to do combine those two practices
0: no. or hobbies. No. Uh, <laughs> very, very messy. It clogs up all the filters. Um, so, uh, Simon, how long have you been part of Assemblies of God? Or And may, actually, but let's go back one further. Before we talk about your personal involvement, A.O.G. has been around for a long
1: time. Would you, tell us a little bit about the history of Assemblies of God as a denomination. Well, the church I pastor or oversee uh, was uh, part of the original group of churches that joined Assemblies of God in 1924. On. So so we've, we've, the, the church I'm in mean, has been part of, you know, since its uh, at inception, it's been, at, uh, or conception, like even there, there is uh so there is a lot of history in the church i'm in uh, my father was a uh was an aog minister uh um and i literally attended an aog church when i was 10 days old like literally i came out of hospital and my mum went oh church is on oh, we'll go straight to church and that was that you know i i've uh i have not really attended any other church, uh, uh, it's been AOG all the way, baby. Amazing. You are born
0: and bred. Yeah. And, and uh, kind of fairly recently, I guess it's been what five years, has it? Um, you were invited uh, to become part of the national leadership team. And, and I think it's worth uh, for those uh, wellspringers that maybe are new to the church or just wondering uh, our history uh, as in Watford. Uh, like I said, it goes back to the 1950s. And uh, some of the people that were very influential in kind of the establishing of our local church in Watford, uh, a guy called Ron Hibbert's father, yeah. actually. Um, and Ron Hibbert is still a member of our church and a good friend of Simon's as well, a mission maniac, um, which we all share that. And, and I guess um, it's also worth recognising that uh, the, there's, there's been a journey over those years, hasn't there, Simon? of uh, times and let's be really honest with everyone there's been ebb and flow in terms of our enthusiasm uh, about being part of a network of churches right I mean it's not it's like a family we
1: don't always get on easily do we yeah Yeah, well I think that's fair I I just want to correct you on on one thing about Ron being a friend Uh, it's (laughs) great I love Gretel, and uh, um, I'll put up with Ron. That, 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 let's, just, uh, let's just get the record. For the record. Absolutely. This is public. You know, this is on the interweb. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It needs to be said. <laughs> so I love Ron and Gretel very, very much. But uh, uh, the, this, is, this is the truth. You know, you've, uh, it is family. Uh, uh, um, and uh, I remember someone saying to me years ago, and I didn't fully understand it, he said, he said you've got to find your tribe. Um, and sometimes you have to lose your tribe or go to the edge of your tribe to realise who your tribe is, because the grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence sometimes. But you, you realise sometimes you can choose your friends, but you're stuck with your family um, and your family is your tribe. Um, and, uh, and I think the more the older you get, the more you, you realise, actually, there's some things you're not supposed to fight. There's, supposed, there's some things you're supposed to fight for. Um And I think the older I've got in in this journey uh, I've realized actually uh, there's it is my tribe a o g is my tribe and uh so i'm I'm now at a stage where i'm like, let's make it as good as I possibly can. so something's shifted in me, so you know you it's true there's been times when I've fought against it, there's times when I wished it was something else. Uh, and then i've realized actually half the problem is me <laughs> and if everybody has been like me it's no wonder everything is uh uh dis- dissatisfied you know and and just just shifting things a little bit in my own head has helped me to to use maybe some of the, the skills i've got to try and build something significant and i've certainly given myself that to that over the last few years
0: Yeah, and I've really noticed that, and uh, we've shared, we've been uh, friends for many years, and we've shared lots of those kind of recent ups and downs anyway, Mm. Um, but recognising now that Assemblies of God has over 500 uh, local churches in places Mm. as far north as the islands of Scotland, um, Mm. all the way down to uh, the Isle of Wight, you know, all over the country, and uh, in inner cities. Some really dynamic churches, a few mega churches in terms of what we call them in terms of size, Uh, churches in little villages. And I know of churches that are really struggling even just to keep going and they've got a, a voluntary pastor. Yeah. And uh, there are churches that are thriving and planting new congregations and new expressions of church. It's, it is a very mixed family. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's, it's to be celebrated, the diversity that there is in terms of uh, background. And it, this, I don't know what you're just, You've been around long enough time to see some of those changes. And so have I over the last 25 years. Ooh. is that It's become more ethnically diverse and yeah. um, probably more diverse in terms of what we would call kind of churchmanship. Um, mm. But also, kind of mission always seems to be at the heart, doesn't it? I, yeah. How would you, if you were describing to somebody who'd never heard of Assemblies of God who we are as a family, what
1: would you say? Yeah, yeah I, I'd say uh, that that word mission is a key element. And um, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, you can argue about the direction on the map, you know should we go this way or that way you can argue about the vehicle should we be taking this or that and the other and like you know most times it's not until you actually get going somewhere that you you go oh, okay then well I, we're going somewhere now and that everything becomes a lot more focused uh, uh in and i i think when an organization particularly the church or a wider group of churches in this particular case start to say we are going somewhere um, you, you, you know, people start to find a rhythm and and, and, a, and, a, and their the stickiness starts to come into play. Uh, like like most of us, when we stop and, and we, we start to analyze, you know, the vehicle or the map or the route, you know, it, it suddenly becomes um, fragmented. Um, uh, so I th- I think I think it, I, What I love about Assemblies of God right now, it has a sense of going somewhere i feel personally uh, and uh, that i'm investing into something that's going somewhere i, I actually believe we could it's going somewhere <laughs> and uh, uh, but there's there's another thing that I, I find quite exciting is there's an opportunity to do this kind of thing with people i like <laughs> <laughs> you and i work together on a project of um, a, a training future pastors um, and we both love doing it like uh, it's so it is when you when you get when we get together to do this and uh, we work hard right but it's fun it really is good fun and uh and we energize and there's a sense of um it, it's uh i find that extremely uh um uh fulfilling it, it really does fill my tank to do something i love doing with people i love <laughs> and um and create a culture a connection that's going somewhere those combinations uh, uh make uh life a lot more interesting yeah so that's great i that's that's true uh
0: the sense of family togetherness mission is at the core i guess maybe for people listening uh maybe you're you've come from another denominational background or not even at all maybe uh, wellspring and i know this is true for many as this is your first church and you don't probably don't even see the point of a denomination or or it doesn't have much importance and and particularly um that we we use this word pentecostal uh yeah. to describe uh who we are as a people so definitely mission yeah. at the heart but really what drives that that mission isn't it simon so, mean, is not just yeah. Our view of the cross and the resurrection, of course, that's the first port of call. But the the next thing is our convictions about the role of the Holy Spirit. And so, the Pentecostal doesn't it come from convictions about the person and work of the Holy Spirit? What 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 Again, if you were you were sitting after you've had your swimming session, yeah, and uh, you sat in the jacuzzi. I try not to visualize this, (laughs) um, but you're sat in the jacuzzi, and someone goes, "Oh, what kind of church are you from?" Yeah. So you might say, "Well, we're from a, a Pentecostal
1: church." What oh. does that mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um I I it, the conversation I uh, is uh, it's funny you mentioned about sitting in jacuzzis. I do sit after my student, I do sit in the jacuzzi, and I talk to a lot of random people. Um, uh, people uh, very few people ask me what denomination we are right because uh, it's all for me it's all layers uh but it, it's fascinating last week I did have a conversation with someone between the difference of body soul and spirit there, there was a very interesting conversation with a young man uh who had a Christian background um and uh, but uh, was away from God but what an opportunity to talk in those ways uh, but uh just uh but very like I said most most people don't ask you what denomination you are but I think that the fact that the, the uh, pneumatology, our Holy Spirit theology, like runs through my veins, runs through our veins, that this is an, an emphasis of the Holy Spirit in our life. Actually, I think this is the truth of the, of the Pentecostal m- movement is one where the Holy Spirit drives us towards the Great Commission. So uh, although I started a little bit random in a jacuzzi, I think the Pentecost in me, like the, 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 the infilling of the Holy Spirit to be outworked in the world that I'm in is a very much part of the dynamics of what I think being a true Pentecostal follower is.
0: Yeah, that's good, and and I think and I think we I love the way that um, and this has been my experience in AOG as well is that it's not just experiencing the gifts and the ministry of the Holy Spirit and prophecy and and, and anointed preaching on a Sunday, yeah. but it's actually it's it's as much to do with what happens when we leave the doors of our church buildings or our rented yeah. halls. And it's about what happens to to give us the boldness. Yes. And to be able to speak out the truth about yeah. who Jesus
1: is. Yeah, I, I think historically in the Pentecostal movement, it, it was renowned for its uh, uh, almost uh, uh, almost a cult. In fact, people called it a cult years ago because of the speaking in tongues element. And that was the the phenomena that set us apart from many other churches. Now everyone's doing it. <laughs> so... <Come on>. so <laughs> So the, it's got to be more than that. So I think fruit is, is a key element. What is the fruit of the infinite of the Holy Spirit? And it has to be to do with character and the Great Commission. Those two things are really important to me in the expression of what it means to be a Pentecostal church. Yeah, I it's, it's great. The,
0: the fruit and the gift um, mm. and all of those kind of being worked out in the lives of everyday people. Yeah. Um, just before we finish, uh, just, I'm interested in um, just exploring um, how a local church relates to Assemblies of God. Now, um, you might not be aware of this, whoever is listening, but actually we give a proportion of everything that comes in through our tithes and offerings every month. We do it on a monthly basis. Um, we give a proportion of that um, to Assemblies of God. It goes via our bank account into the AOG bank account, and it, it does a number of things. Um, it pays the this, this salary of some of our uh, national leadership team and administrative staff. Uh, it, there's an office up in Manchester, just adjacent uh, to where Audacious Church is. Um, it actually helps subsidize a whole load of activities, uh, including uh, leadership training and a whole load of other things. Also, it provides a context, doesn't it, Simon, for, to support missionaries who are overseas. And yes. provides them with all sorts of uh, support and insurances, and um, and then when we get together for training events, um, and we move different people around the country, it covers all those kind of expenses. Mm. Of the things that I've just kind of rattled off, what other things does uh, the finances achieve effectively as our as our proportion or our um, subscription? I think it's called now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it. I think you have to think of things things that oil the chains, like the, uh, in no way does it pay for everything, uh, but it, it, it facilitates the, the smooth running of a, a network of, of volunteers and leaders and bivocational people. Most, apart from our in-office staff, our administrative staff, who need to be pretty focused, most of our workers within AOG are bivocational. I, I'm bivocational, you know, so I put a little bit of time, a, slot, a few hours a, a week aside to serve at AOG. All right but the, be, so, if we if everybody was paid full time, it would just be a bureaucratic uh, mess. It would, uh, but the the proportion, the financial proportion that's put aside, allow oils for me. It greases the chains that enables the network of volunteers and bivocational people to connect across the nation to achieve uh, the ends of the of the mission that we're on so i, I if, if when you see it like that you are seeding a movement rather than paying for someone to administrate something so for me this is an important aspect of our vision i certainly at one church i see it as part of seeding something bigger than than i than i can on my own and there is another thing that's really important is if you can get the right people together um they sharpen one another so if if you can see these next s-e-e-d seed these networks together like i i know when i hang out with you tim and we get our little team together like we sharpen one another right so it it, it then it becomes two-way so i go back to my local church and and i'm serving. i'm like i'm a better leader why because that so it all it if you want it's circular it's it can what you you give and it comes back to you and i think that's how it comes back to us in our local churches i i honestly think you and if, if you just take our little team of, of what we're doing in leadership development the coaches and the the, the head coaches the key people uh, what we put into people uh, what's seeded into them actually goes back and builds those local churches even better so i think that's how it's supposed to work <laughs> yeah that's great I've, I've,
0: I've, and, and I, I definitely think um I, I'd encourage us all and I, I know I asked about that because I just think that's an important point of accountability but yeah. we, we're not looking at some kind of transactional relationship it is about um family and shared kind of burdens um and uh, I, I think back Simon to all the all the links that have made we wouldn't know you if it wasn't for Assemblies of God we would True. never have met we wouldn't have had your input or John Andrews we met through Assemblies of God yeah. I think about over the years, people that have spoken to our lives personally, many of those have been the links has been through meeting someone at a conference or a training or being introduced to someone. Um, All of our mission activity within uh, within Wellspring over the last 20 years has been informed. (laughs) Uh, by myself uh, being asked by Ron Hibbert, who was the World Ministries Director, uh, to be involved. Since that time, I've traveled to over 40 countries. Many of those was because of the the family of Assemblies of God. And we've taken teams and we've got established mission partnerships in countries like in Ethiopia and Burkina Faso. Uh, In fact, the church plan that we're involved in supporting in Slovakia, was all through links with Assemblies of gods. so uh, it's actually it is about that relational uh, connection and so it isn't about we give this and we exchange that. it is about uh, sewing into something that's bigger than ourselves. and yeah. Simon, I'm so glad that we that we've built those friendships. and mm-hmm. I guess the final thing to to mention uh, in that and I'm, I know our time is nearly up, but I think uh, the final thing to mention is that Uh, We have not just uh, invested, if you like, our finances or whatever, Um, but actually we've we've invested leadership gifts over the years. I've mentioned the world ministry stuff. Uh, Helen was a zone leader. Helen and I were area leaders uh, in uh, or on the area leadership team in London for many years. Uh, Magdi Torfik on our ministry leader team. He holds credentials with the Assemblies of God and is very influential uh, with different churches uh david dogwell's been involved with uh, various kind of youth uh, activities there's there, yeah. we're actually investing a lot and i think probably yeah. the most most obvious one right now is about um the serving on your team simon with uh, leadership development yes now, maybe you could tell people a little bit about um how that fits together and maybe uh, there are those that are not even aware of the impact of what you're calling a revolution you invited me to be part of a revolution what was that about
1: uh, uh, you, you want me to say this in two minutes <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I've, I've always felt that if you can get the right environment get the right team get the right environment um, you can uh, uh, uh and link that in with excellent training you you can you can create layers of development that go beyond just uh, the cerebral thinking you know, beyond someone opening the Bible and understanding the exegesis of uh, Genesis chapter one, like uh, re- the the areas that are really important, like relational connection, like learning to lead and learn to serve, learning to create an environment or so wheels within wheels where the uh, the, the practice and culture of leadership is practiced in in a. Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a greenhouse environment, literally, you intensify the training by, by putting things through at a faster pace, layering it in with coaching and such the like. And uh, uh, so I've, I've always believed in, in that kind of, of elements of uh, development. Um, of course, for it to work, you've got to get the people who believe that it can work. Um, and I think that's what makes it very, very exciting that, that we're not just trying to train some leaders in theology or we're not trying to uh, train some leaders in churchmanship, but we're literally helping people realize the gift of God is that's in them can change the world. <laughs> and that that uh, creating that type of environment is a hotbed of possibility without a shadow of doubt. Um, so i know we're on track when the people we invite to coach the people we're training are as excited if not more excited about the training we're giving to other people um and that's that that environment is a very healthy space uh, uh to uh to train so I, the 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 revolution is very simply this is don't don't you know, don't just look at an apple and say, Oh, I hope that's fruitful. Look at an apple and think I can plant an orchard with this, (laughs) this, uh, it's what you see when you look at something, you see that world of possibility. And I think that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to create that world of possibility, the vision of what you can see. And and then the application of the skills to get there. Like it's not just a one man job. It's not a one man mission. Uh, it's the plethora, it's the the compilation uh, of of skills that come together and, and work with one another to create this opportunity. Yeah, uh, that's right. I, I can talk great. For hours on
0: that. And so, and so uh, Simon, so it, as the as heading up on behalf of Glynn, because Glynn is our national leader, Glyn Barrett, um, he invited you to be part of the the NLT to focus on this area of leadership development. And you've got a team that you kind of brought on board uh, voluntarily to kind of invest in that. And it's been yeah. my joy to get, we're now at the end of uh, year one of what is Ooh. a, effectively end up being a four-year journey, but effectively between now and uh, 2024, uh, it's my privilege to be one of your coaches, to be the head coach for C24. Um, yeah. And I'm praying all that, I'm, I'm imagining in my mind the kind of leaders Um, that will be serving in churches and ministries and and wherever God calls them. Um, It's exciting, isn't it? And we've got another, how many people are are in line to, and this is the result, the graduation element is getting accreditation as an Assemblies of God minister. That's that's, correct. That's the prize effectively, but it's more than just a badge. It's actually
1: that they'll be equipped. That's right. there's, um, There's a certain amount that we're not training people to discover their gift we are taking people who have a sense of calling on their life already and polishing that up like and and help assess that and stretch their thinking um, and by the way uh, your your pastor like tim is fantastic like he has a whole level of skill sets that i don't have and uh, he makes me look good he really does <laughs> but I, I i believe this yeah your pastor gets sharpened up by being part of this no doubt. Like, he gets excited about the training in the whole thing and, and and i do it's that combination of of gifts coming together that facilitates uh future pastors chaplains missionaries uh you know in villages towns and cities not just in the uk uh, but around the world, it's it's such an honour to do this. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much,
0: Simon. thanks for those kind words. I'll send that uh, gift voucher to you. Um, yeah. But really, uh... I've, du- I've, I've doubled, I've doubled the cost. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. There's so much we could talk about, but I, I hope, I hope what you've been able to to grasp is this idea of a really, uh, what is now a really well led, uh, both nationally, um, but also in in other areas. A, a missional spirit-filled movement of churches of like 500 yeah. churches and increasingly more and more people are, are, are jumping on board uh yeah. as, soon as got great britain um i guess the uh and how many uh ministers in training are now going to be part of the next
1: cohort that's just signed on it's like is it 50 yes yeah there's uh just shy of 60 have Six. signed up this time around they're, they're, Basically, we're just shy of one hundred and fifty when all the three cohorts together. Our conference is now um, one hundred and fifty ministers in training, twenty coaches, plus the trainers. It's just it, it's a it's a conference that I want to go to myself.
0: Absolutely. And speaking <laughs> of conference, just at the uh, back at the beginning of May, just a few days ago, uh, there's a conference in Harrogate, right? And uh, mm. how many delegates are part of that conference? Uh, that. Uh, over 1500 1500 so harrogate is going to be filled with pentecostal <laughs> <to God. laughs> yeah, um, that's right i believe that's exciting um, it is and uh, and it's great that in our little corner of watford uh, serving god as we do and in our corner of wherever it is that we do uh kind of do a life and ministry and family that we are connected to something uh, so much bigger bigger than wellspring uh, yeah. bigger than just a region but actually across the nation I guess uh, and through that across the whole uh, across the whole world because the Assemblies of God is a family of families if you like um, and probably still one of the largest if not the largest uh, non-catholic denomination or Protestant denomination uh, in the world which we're part of. Uh, Simon thank you so much for your time I'm just yeah. going to finish I've got the opportunity uh, just to pray and I said I don't say just uh, to pray uh, for God's blessing on you and through that on the, on our national leadership team. Thank you for leading us through all this change, uh, for resourcing us and believing in what we can do and what for this part of something so much bigger. Um, so I just want to uh, say a simple prayer. Maybe where you are, if you're listening in the car or at home doing the ironing uh, or whatever you're doing, just just pause for a minute and uh, let's pray for uh, the assembly of God of Great Britain. Thank you, Father, so much for your faithfulness, Lord, over all these years. Thank you, Lord, since uh, events like the Azusa Street Revival and other times when you poured out your spirit on hungry people. Lord, thank you for the incredible way that you have birthed a movement of uh, literally tens and hundreds of thousands of churches all over the world. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for your work by your spirit through Assemblies of God. And Lord, I do want to thank you, and we want to thank you for connecting us to a family that sometimes is a bit frustrating and strange, and, uh, but it's still our family. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for joining us to AOG, and we thank you for Simon, and we thank you for Glenn, our national leader. Thank you for the rest of the national leadership team. Lord, help us to, to navigate the changing world around us and yet to still hold on to our the fullness of your spirit and our conviction about the good news of Jesus. Lord, fuel our mission. And Lord, I pray that it would be more of a blessing than a burden uh, for Simon and the rest of the team to to lead this movement forward. And Lord, for every single corner of AOG across the whole of the British Isles, Lord, or wherever, in every corner, Lord, would you increase and multiply what you're doing for the glory of your name.
1: Amen. I agree. Amen.